Comeric Certified Financial Planner, and I'm going to share with you today an article that I just uploaded to my blog titled The Index Boogeyman. Ooh, scary. So let's go ahead and take a look at this. Over the last several years, index funds have received increased attention from investors and the financial media. Some have even made claims that the increased usage of index funds may be distorting market prices. For many, this argument hinges on the premise that indexing reduces the e efficacy of price discovery. If index funds are becoming increasingly popular and investors are blindly buying an index underlying holding, sufficient price discovery may not be happening in the market, or so they say. But should the rise of index funds be a cause of concern for investors? Using data and reasoning, we can examine this assertion to help investors understand that markets continue to work and investors can still rely on market prices despite the increased prevalence of indexing. Many buyers and sellers, while the popularity of indexing has become increasing over time, index fund investors still only make up a relatively small percentage of the overall investors. For example, data from the Investment Company Institute shows that as of December 2017, 35% of total net assets in U.S. mutual funds and ETFs were held by index funds compared to 15% in December of 2007. Nevertheless, the majority of total fund assets, 65%, were still managed by active mutual funds in 2017. As a percentage of total market value, index-based mutual funds and ETFs also remain relatively small. As shown in Exhibit 1, domestic index mutual funds and ETFs comprise only 13% of total U.S. stock market capitalization in 2017. In this context, it should also be noted that many investors use nominally passive vehicles such as ETFs to engage in traditionally active trading. For example, while both value index ETF and growth index ETF may be classified as indexed investments, investors may actively trade between these funds based on short-term expectations, needs, circumstances, or for other reasons. In fact, several index ETFs regularly rank among the most actively traded securities in the market. Beyond mutual funds, there are many other participants in financial markets, including individual security buyers and sellers, such as actively managed pension funds, hedge funds, and insurance companies, just to name a few. Security prices reflect the viewpoints of all these investors, not just the population of mutual funds. As professors Eugene Fama and Kenneth French point out in their blog titled Q&A, What If Everybody Indexed, the impact of increase in indexed assets also depends to some extent on which market participants switch to indexing. If misinformed and uninformed active investors who make prices less efficient turn passive, the efficiency of prices improves. If some informed active investors turn passive, prices tend to become less efficient. But the effect can be small if there is sufficient competition among remaining informed active investors. The answer also depends on the costs of uncovering and evaluating relevant noble information. If the costs are low, then not much active investing is needed to get efficient prices. What's the volume? Trade volume data are another place to look for evidence of well-functioning markets. Exhibit 2 shows that despite the increased prevalence of index funds, annual equ equity market trading volumes have remained at similar levels over the past 10 years. This indicates that markets continue to facilitate price discovery at large scale. Besides secondary market trading, there is also other paths to price discovery through which new information can get incorporated into market prices. For example, companies themselves can impact prices by issuing stock and repurchase shares. 
In 2018 alone, there were 1,633 initial public offerings, 3,492 seasoned equity offerings, and 4,148 buybacks around the world. The derivatives market also helped incorporate new information into market prices as the prices of those financial instruments are linked to the prices of underlying equities and bonds. On, av on an average day in 2018, market participants traded over 1.5 million option contracts and 225 billion worth of equity futures. Hypothesis and practice, even though the historical empirical evidence suggests that the rise of indexing is unlikely to distort market prices. Let's consider the counter argument that the rise of indexing does distort markets and in turn causes prices to become less reliable. In this scenario, wouldn't one expect stock picking managers attempting to capture mispricing to have an increased rate of success over time? Exhibit three shows little evidence that this has been the case. This chart shows that the percentage of active managers that survive and beat their benchmarks over rolling three-year periods. These data show that there is no strong evidence of a link between the percentage of equity mutual fund assets in index funds and the percentage of active funds outperforming benchmark indices. Lastly, in a world where index fund bias prices, we should expect to see evidence of such an impact across an index fund's holding. In other words, there should be more uniformity in the returns for securities within the same index as inflows drive prices up uniformly and outflows drive prices down. Taking the S&P 500 index as an example, however, we see that this is not the case. The S&P 500 is widely tracked index with over 9.9 .9 trillion US dollars indexed or benchmarked to the index with an indexed asset comprising approximately 3.4 trillion US dollars of this total. Exhibit four shows that in 2008, a year of large net outflows and an index return of negative 37%, the constituent return ranged from 39 to negative 97. This exhibit also showed that in 2017, a year of large net out inflows and positive index return of 21.8%, the constituent returns ranged from 133.7% to negative 50.3. We would also expect that constituents with similar weightings in traditional market cap weighted indexes would have similar returns. In 2017, Amazon and General Electric returned 56% and negative 42.9% respectively, despite each accounting for approximately 1.5% of the S&P 500 index. Conclusion, despite the increased popularity of index-based approaches, the data continue to support the idea that markets are working. Annual trading volume continues to be in line with prior years, indicating that market participant transactions are still driving price discovery. The majority of active mutual fund managers continue to underperform, suggesting that the rise of indexing has not made it easier to outguess market prices. Prices and returns of individual holdings within indices are not moving in lockstep with asset flows into index funds. Lastly, while naysayers will continue to point to indexing as a hidden danger in the market, it is important that investors keep in mind that index funds are still a small percentage of the diverse array of investor types. Investors can take comfort in knowing that markets are still functioning. Willing buyers and sellers continue to meet and agree upon prices at which they desire to transact. It is also important to remember that while indexing has been a great financial innovation for many, it is only one solution to a large universe of different investment options.